Durant, who once participated in March Madness, and his school, the Florida Gators. David Lee joins us. David, who the hell is Northwest State, who your Gators are taking on? Yeah, we. Uh, I don't know too much about them, to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, though. I'm, I'm a little worried about my teammates' well-being right now after that Davidson, uh, after that Davidson collapse. I got to give <laughs> Steph Curry a call after we're done here. I'm a little worried about him today. Well, you wait a minute. You haven't texted him already? No, but you know how many texts a guy a guy as popular as Steph Curry probably gets, uh, you know, uh, during that game and, and right after that game, and a combination of Twitter. He has like. A ton of Twitter followers. I'm sure he's got plenty on his plate right now. I, I, so, I was going to wait. Well, what you need to text him is, hey, uh, they didn't. They don't teach defense at Davidson. Oh man, I, I mean, they played a heck of a game, and then it just kind of <laughs> collapsed there at the end. Ooh. Who who has been the biggest trash talker so far among you guys when it comes to the tournament? Um, you know, because Steph Steph was pretty was pretty high on Davidson, but he's realistic. I mean, he didn't have them winning the whole thing. Um, Draymond Green, you know, the guys that are just out of college, uh, you know, I know a couple of those guys are going to go to San Jose today and watch the games. Uh, you know, Draymond Green is is very interested in Michigan State's well-being. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm cheering for my Gators pretty hard. I think they have a shot to legitimately win it this year. And uh, I'll tell you what, out of left field, Richard Jefferson has been very, very arrogant about his Arizona Wildcats. Uh-huh. Really? I'm watch their game right now. It's just getting underway, I'm sure, as you guys are watching at the Blue 42 Lounge in Walnut Creek. Nice promo. Look at that. Nice it's, promo it's, there, since we're in the, well, since we're in the promo mood, David Lee is brought to you by Comerford Solar, your energy solutions company. So, uh, D. Lee, what, what did you guys learn uh, against the Spurs in terms of if you if you have a matchup in the postseason with them, what can you take away from last night that might help you turn the tables if you see them in the postseason? That's a, that's a really good question. They, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, a team like the Spurs, especially at their place, what they're very good at is any small mistake you make, uh, they capitalize on, and and that's they're even better at that in the playoffs. I, uh, of course, you'd agree that they're probably the most experienced playoff team with the core they have together uh, in the West, and they're a uh, they're a group that any little rotation mistake you made, uh, any little uh, game plan, this uh, you know game plan type of mistake you make, they're going to capitalize and, and get an easy shot off it. Even without Tony Parker, they have a lot of firepower, and, and with him, they're even better. Now, with Bogut, do you have a lot more confidence against a team like San Antonio, let's say Memphis and other teams that got that have a bigger squad? Well, yeah, I, think, I mean, Bogut. Yeah, no matter who we play, Bogut's going to help us, and and uh, you know, it's it's going to you know it's going to make us. I, I think that was one of the reasons why the Bogut trade was so encouraging for us, is it really makes us uh, it gives us a playoff type roster, a team that could be successful in the playoffs, and and now it's just a matter of going out there and, and executing what you know. Well, what we're put out there to do, uh, David. What what is it uh, that Tim Duncan is doing that allows him now, at the ripe old age of like 67, with 29 <laughs> years in the league? Ouch! I mean, look, he's he's he has been around forever, and well, he yet, played he played against Kareem in the tournament years ago, right? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, he, yeah, he played him. He played he played when he was still Lou Alcindor, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, tell you what, 
just uh, it, it amazes me. Um, it, it, I think his knowledge of the game, you know, picking and choosing his spots. He he is very efficient about you know because like you say he's lost a half a step, but he's very efficient about his movements and his angles and and knows in Popovich's offense exactly when to be aggressive, when to keep the team, uh, you know, the opposing team honest by passing the ball out of a double team and instead of trying to, to be over-aggressive. He just seems to really, you know, it, it, it really bothers you sometimes because you're, you're playing so hard against him and it seems like you're almost like, you know, you're not accomplishing anything by playing harder against him because he's so efficient and he knows. He basically has a counter. One time last night, you know, Festus, is trying his best to front Tim and, and gets on the low side, and all Tim Duncan does is Festus denies him when the ball's on the wing, and all Tim Duncan does is point to the top of the key. They mm-hmm. throw the ball to the top, and they throw it high low to him for a layup. Yeah. You know, any other big guy would sit there and fight Festus, you know, strength for strength. And it would be, but he doesn't. He, he just let Festus get in his position and look for the high low, and, and there's really no defense against that. So he's just very efficient with how he does and, and when you look at a coach like Greg Popovich, we know the level of success. Is that a guy that you look at and say, man, I, I would love to play for a guy like that? Or you look at it and go, dang, he's <laughs> like, there's no margin for error with that cat. I, I don't know how that would, I don't know how that would play. Where, where are you? I mean, he's a little bit, he's a little bit like, uh, my coach, my rookie year, Larry Brown, as you know, they're, they're best friends. Uh, it's a little bit of an environment, and I and I know this from talking to Richard Jefferson and Malik Rose, who I played with in New York, guys that have played for him, and even talking to Duncan and these guys. He's one of those guys that is is only happy in a state of complete chaos. Like every every guy on the floor needs to be wondering, you know, what is he going to say to me next? And I can't make a mistake. And you know, the difference is instead of on on most teams when you make a play, if a role player makes a mistake. You might be out for a two-minute span, and he tells you, come on, you got to do better. Instead, you might be out for two, three weeks out of his rotation. So it's like there's constantly a doghouse, and there's constantly guys. But it's, uh, it's a high-stress environment they run, but they really are, are the best at plugging in different guys and making it work. David Lee joins us as he does every single Thursday here, Buker and Townie, 95.7 the game. You know, I mentioned as you were coming on about tickets and going to the Warriors game against the Lakers on Monday. Kobe Bryant coming back. Sounds like Paul Gasol is going to be back. Uh, you know, what's the difference here? Dwight Howard's getting healthy. What do you think this Laker team's going to look like on Monday versus what you've seen earlier in the season? Well, it's, it's funny. It seems like every time we play the Lakers, they're getting guys back or, or they're having, going through some ground-shaking deal. The first time we played them is uh, the first game. They'd fired Mike Brown and got had an interim coach, and then you have uh, is followed up by the, the first game. Nash comes back when he plays against us, and now it looks like they're going to get Gasol and, uh, and Kobe back, if not uh, you know, uh, next game, but the, the game against us. I mean, they're a talented team. Um, I feel like any team that comes into Oracle, we have the advantage, and and it's it's our game to win or lose. Um, and we're going to go out there and we're going to we're going to play our game, uh, regardless of who plays for them. So I'm excited. It's going to be a good challenge and a and a fun game in this playoff race. Uh, looking at San Antonio and Miami right now, just those two teams. Who who do you who do you think you've played them both? Uh, you've beaten them both and lost to them both. Who, who, in your eyes, is the is the best team in the league right now, and why? Um, I, I think I, I think the best team we've probably played, you know, is is San Antonio. Um, 
San Antonio or Oklahoma City. I, I think that that Miami is playing the best ball of anyone right now with their streak going on. Um, you know, we match up a little bit better. You know, Miami tries to go tries to go small, and, and we, yeah. we we've out rebounded them. We're a little better matchup. But I'll say what all you know. I heard, I guess it was Barkley, one of those guys, make an interesting comment about the playoffs. Is he said, you know, that that he thinks that Oklahoma City will will beat you know San Antonio or Memphis and those and the Clippers and those other teams. He thinks Oklahoma City will win the West, but that's like you know the only one of those teams I just mentioned that has no shot against Miami. And I think Oklahoma City has a bad matchup against Miami, but if, if the Spurs or one of those teams were to get to the finals, they could beat Miami. So it should be interesting to see how it all plays out. David, we always appreciate you stopping by. Good luck against, once again, Northwest State, uh, your Florida Gators, and we'll check in with you on Monday out at Oracle. You got it. Thanks, Gus. Thanks, David. David Lee, always good.